0: Now is the time to renew your DC12 Club membership. The 2021 season will be here before you know it. To be a part of the action and enjoy your exclusive benefits and events throughout the season, renew by August 14th. Call your rep today or visit dc12club.com. Welcome
1: to another episode of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group and part of the Wizards podcast network. All podcasts on the Wizards Podcast Network are available wherever you get your podcasts and are featured on Wizards Radio 24-7 and the Wizards app. You can follow the Wizards Podcast Network on Twitter, at WashWizardsPN, and please subscribe, download, rate, and review wherever you listen. I'm Jackson Filio, and on today's episode of Off the Bench, Zach Rosen, Chris Gehring, and I are joined by Wizards play-by-play announcer Justin Kutcher to discuss broadcasting games remotely, the development of the Wizards' young core, and preview upcoming matchups against Philadelphia and New Orleans. All right, with us now, the play-by-play voice of the Wizards, Justin Kutcher. Justin, we're now three exhibition games and three seating games into this whole restart experience, and I think everybody over at NBC Sports Washington deserves some props. I think the viewing experience so far has been pretty close to seamless. Are you surprised at how well the whole remote broadcast experience has worked?
0: Um, Well, first of all, thank you. Uh, I know that everybody over at NBC Sports Washington has put in a tremendous amount of work, uh, to make this seem as seamless as possible, um, I'm not so surprised because I've done some remote broadcasts before. So what I've said is that I've I've always felt with a remote broadcast, sometimes it's difficult for the viewer to tell the difference, um, but but we as broadcasters can tell a difference. Um, I might miss out on who the foul was on. I can't see things right away. Uh, I'm looking to a different monitor to find out who's coming in, who's who's subbing out that kind of stuff. But the actual game experience, um, I think for the most part, should go over pretty well and uh, and I'm glad that that you think it has that That definitely makes us feel good.
1: <laughs> Take us behind the camera a little bit. We've obviously seen some shots of of you and Glenn sitting at that studio table that we've all become familiar with, but Surrounding you guys, like I said, behind the camera, all the other people that are, are working hard to make it happen, to make it seem seamless. What does it? What does it look like? What does that room feel like? And what are all the different things happening to to make happen something that you know, normally you wouldn't have to deal with?
0: Yeah, so it's kind of it's kind of crazy because of COVID. Uh, Glenn and I are the only two in that studio room, so the cameras are essentially locked off. We have our positions. And uh, there's a big monitor over by Glenn. There's a monitor over by me. Then I have a smaller monitor that shows the all 10 camera that I asked for specifically this way. I could see somebody subbing in. If the, if the director is showing something and the guy's shooting a free throw, I can look at the other monitor and see if he makes it or not. Um, so that's a little bit that helps me. But There's a control room where uh, Rich Wolf, our producer is, all the tech people are are, are in there. And even that from a normal game that we would do at Cap One Arena or on the road, our crew is so condensed right now because of the social distance protocols and trying to limit the number of people in the actual building. Um, So in the studio, it's me and Glenn. I've got my computer, he's got an iPad, Uh, I pull up the stats on the computer. We've got no stats, guys. Hence, you don't hear me talking about runs very often because I'm trying to, you know, work everything. We don't have a stage manager, so I'm doing all the promos by myself, um, making sure those are ready. Um, It's adjusting on the fly. Uh, it's, It's not what we're all accustomed to, but we get a chance to call a game. And for that, we're really fortunate. And I'm so happy the Wizards are down in Orlando, and, and Zach's there in Orlando in his shirt and his hat, so he showered for us this morning. We appreciate that. Clearly. <laughs> <Literally>. uh, <laughs>
2: appreciate that. Uh, Brad uh, was on the broadcast on Sunday. Um, I didn't get a chance to hear it, but I, you know, I've heard you know, great things from, from how he sounded and how he worked with you guys. What was that experience like? I know he even stayed longer than expected.
0: Yeah, he was awesome. Um, it was it was great having him earlier in the year. We had John Wall on, and everyone said how John is this basketball savant. Having Brad on, um, I've said it before. I think Brad has the potential to be incredibly marketable. He is so well spoken. Uh, he's he's he smiles that lights up the room, and and. He's just so knowledgeable about the game. Um, So he was saying things about like Troy Brown Jr. And Troy goes and does it. And there's a defensive possession. And while the game is going on, he's like, Mo's got to be over here. Mo's got to be over here. And next thing you know, there's a bucket or a foul. And he saw it all happening. Um, I got great feedback on that too. People were like, man, Brad was awesome. Like, it was like having a coach on the broadcast. He knew everything and he was right there. And um, I think what, what I love about it is when we had John on earlier and John is actually supposed to join us uh, for Friday's broadcast. Um, Both guys were only supposed to stay a short period of time, but I think both were like, man, I'm having fun. Like I can't go anywhere. I'm watching hoops. I'm talking hoops. This is great. And, uh, and that's what it was. Brad, his personality is so good. Um, and I think it came through over the year. He was able to talk about a wide variety of topics. Um, put it this way. If he wants to come back on, Brad, come back on. Um, because you were that good. We know both he and John could have a future in this business if they ever want it. Um, what we want right now is both to get healthy and so that we can call them actually playing on the floor.
3: It is it's always so interesting to me and and obviously you have experience with with your regular season broadcast team with Drew and Karan both being former players obviously all all former players or current players look at the game just a different way they see little things and but when they when they I feel like John and Brad are still very much in the day to day of the scouting report and knowing the current players and and how different is that when they I, I, it always amuses me when they get caught up in in just watching as if we're not listening anymore. And, and then you just hear like a, oh, oh man, like that was, that was right there. Like we have to hit that shot. Um, does that add an extra level for you as a commentator, as a play by play, just a, having a different role with managing all of those personalities?
0: You know, it's, to me it's it's fun it humanizes these guys and that's that's the biggest thing that I've always tried to do whenever I have an interview with the with a player with a coach with a with someone famous is you want to humanize them because that allows the fans to relate so when you're on a call with a player and it's their team they're watching and they get upset or they get excited and then they apologize I'm like no don't apologize like that's awesome um you know, when I do baseball games and, and we do the in-game interviews and, you know, a guy gets a hit. He's like, get through, get through. He's like, oh, sorry about that. I'm like, no, like you should be cheering. That's your teammate. Um, so to to get that from Brad and John, uh, to, to hear Brad talk about, you know, Mo needing to get over, it was such good insight. And and I love that. Um, I could tell you guys a story. I was doing a football game a few years ago with Chris Spielman and. At one point, Spielman, he yells, bird, bird, bird. And he goes, as a linebacker, when you know it's a pass, you yell, bird, bird, bird. If you know it's a a run, you yell, rabbit, rabbit, rabbit. And we go to break, and he says to me, he goes, hey, was that okay that I said that? I go, is that okay? I go, Chris, like, that was awesome. I said, because everybody watching wants to think they can play. Everybody watching thinks they know so much. I go, I've called a lot of football games. I've been around a lot of football players. I've never heard that before. You just taught me something, which means you just taught everybody else watching something. You brought us inside the mind of that inside linebacker. And that's great. The more you can do that, the better it is because it does. It gives that different perspective and it makes all of us be like, Oh yeah! Next time you're watching the game, like bird, 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 like talking about, but we're gonna throw it out there, and it's it's fun, and that, and so the more of that, uh, the better it is for us.
2: Yeah, no doubt. But Brad
1: was fantastic, and we definitely look forward to hearing John Hot back on again Friday. But let's transition a little bit to some of the on-court action. I think in the month leading up to this restart, we heard time and time again from from Tommy, from Scott Brooks, that the goal was to make the playoffs, but to do so by developing the young guys and getting all these guys this opportunity and putting them in positions that they wouldn't otherwise be exposed to. A tough start in the win-loss department, no doubt, for the Wizards. I think behind the eight ball would be an understatement when it comes to trying to scrap back and, and make this play-in series happen with, with the Nets. But aside from that, there's been so, so many positives to take from some of the flashes that these young guys have, have shown. Um, whether it's Thomas Bryant back-to-back double-doubles or Troy Brown Jr. coming a long way as a playmaker, Jerome Robinson showing some, some streaky scoring and uh, different things. Are, are there any players, any trends, anything along those lines from the developmental perspective that jumps out to you?
0: Yeah, I think um, seeing Thomas Bryant get back to the player he was earlier this year um, pre-injury I think is really nice to see. His shooting from three point range right now is like unconscious. Um, I don't want him to be a three point shooter. I'd love to see him, you know, get to the rim even more. But when he's left open for shots, he's hitting them, and that's a great sign. Uh, Troy Brown Jr., you knew earlier this year, like he and Isaiah Thomas, that wasn't a good mix. When they, whenever they were on the floor together, it wasn't good. And Troy needs the ball in his hands more. And I think Troy is a really good facilitator. He can allow guys to play off the ball like I I wouldn't mind seeing Troy play point have Shabazz almost play the two guard and see if you can set Shabazz up for some threes and this and that because I I think Troy can see things can can run the pick and roll I think that could be a real positive Um, Jerome Robinson I said it last night during the broadcast you can tell this kid is a scorer and We weren't sure what we were getting with him at the trade deadline when we traded Isaiah Thomas for him. Uh, I think he is one of those under-the-radar moves by Tommy Shepard. And and Tommy's made a bunch of them. But just yesterday, he started off, I think it was like 0 for 7, maybe 0 for 5 from three-point land. It was was bad. But you knew he was a scorer when he didn't stop shooting. He kept on going for it. And I think if he were with the Clippers – One, he would have been on the bench already. Um, Two, his confidence would have been completely shot. But playing for Scott Brooks and for this Wizards team, Scott's trying to instill that confidence in him, saying, no, we want you to shoot. You're open. Take it. And he did. He made one. Then he made two. And all of a sudden, he's making some moves and he's pulling up for jumpers. And you're like, yeah, this kid, he's got it. So. So I think we're finding things out. I know people right now are, are, I wouldn't say freaking out, but disappointed in Rui Hachimura's last couple of games. Um, I'm not so disappointed with it. I, yeah, I want Rui to excel. But to me, and, and Brad was saying it on the air, he thinks Rui's going to be a three. I think Rui's ultimately going to be a three as well. But he's also never going to be the first option on this team. He's going to be the third option, the, four, the fourth option. I want to see Rui continue to cut without the ball. I want to see Rui do what he did yesterday. When he gets that mismatch of a, of a guard on him, take him down into the low post. I also want to see Rui go up strong with two hands and dunk. I want to see him dunk on people. If he can do that, if Isak Bonga can do that, if, if AP can do that, I think that's where strides will be taken. Um, because that will help you going forward. Be strong with the ball, be aggressive, attack. And and that's what I'd love to see in these next few games, is for them to have the confidence, because frankly, they've got nothing to lose. They've had nothing to lose this whole time. This to me was a win-win. I think we're all disappointed because I truly believed we had a legitimate shot at that playing series. Um, the loss to Brooklyn hurt. I won't lie. I went home and I was bummed out but but now it's okay how do we make the most of these games and these practices that we have and and that's what I want to see
2: yeah it's hard to to accept losses no matter you know who's on your team and who's missing but i mean you have to go back to the drawing board and say wow look who's not here and look what we're still doing we're we're competitive against some really good teams Um, And and every game has gone down, you know, to the last five minutes or so. I mean, even last night or yesterday, they were down 22, came back, you know, started that fourth quarter competitively. And uh, it's just the defense, you know, it's still a work in progress. Even, you know, with Brad and Bertans, it it was a work in progress. It became average, you know, in the middle of the pack towards the the end of the regular season before the hiatus. So um, it's all a work in progress. It requires patience. Trust me. We all <laughs> are trying to take it, just like all the fans. It, it, it's not easy, but um, it's been really encouraging just to see um, the development of these guys. And you're kind of alluding to it a little bit, saying Rui will be will likely be a three one day. How, now that you're seeing uh, some of these pieces fall into place uh, without Brad John and, and Bertans, what are you seeing for for next season? I mean, because at this point, you know, the playing game isn't. It's not. Out of the question. It's still mathematically possible, but we do need to look forward and say, "How do these guys fit in next year? Who's going to play together? Um, and, and who's back?"
0: Right. Um, I mean, I, I, I hate to speculate too much because um, I know you know Tommy and the crew do such a great job. Um, obviously, Rui Hachimura, you expect him to be in that rotation, um, and I do. I, if if I had to to project right now with what we have, and, and let's Let's hope and pray that we get Bertans back. Um, I think you're going to see a starting lineup of something along the lines of, you know, John at the point, Brad at the two, Rui at the three. That four position is up in the air. And I think the five right now is, is Thomas Bryant. Um, I think it depends on maybe who we can get in the draft. Maybe there's a trade. Maybe there's something. Um, but that, I, I still think Bertans is that guy coming off the bench. Um, just because he brings so much offense off the bench. And just because he's the sixth man doesn't mean he's not going to get significant time. Um, and, and Davis, I mean, he can guard fours. He can, he can rebound. He can do different things. So he will spread the floor. Um, but I think Jerome Robinson, I think he has shown that he can now be a legitimate backup uh, to Bradley Beal so that all of a sudden Brad can get some time off. And just think about this. Brad has been the focal point of every single team's defense this year, facing double teams, triple teams, and he still averaged 30. And he had to play 35 minutes or so per game. Well, now you get John Wall back, so that takes some of the stress off of Brad. Now you have Jerome Robinson, who we know can spell Brad for some more minutes. So it won't be as as arduous a task for Beal next year. Maybe he stays fresher. He stays healthier. That's a positive. Um, Ish Smith. You know, I think Ish is a great backup right now in this game, and I think he's great when John comes back because Ish is the one guy who maybe isn't as fast as John, but he's pretty quick, um, and his crossover with pace is is sick. Um, so those positions are good. I think you probably have, you know, Troy who can come in, play – A point guard position, play a small forward position. I think those guys are in the rotation. Uh, Beyond that, I want to see more from Mo. Mo Wagner got off to a a really good start this year. He has not been the same player since the ankle, since the high ankle sprain. Um, I want to see him get back to that guy because I love watching him. Isak Bonga, I think, is is someone who you know you can roll with next year. Um, And then beyond that. I'm not, I'm not sure, but I think those guys right there, that core group is what you have and what you go with. That's kind of what I see from the team right now. Um, looking forward, I'll be honest with you guys. I think with John and Brad coming back, we signed Bertans. I, I think we're no worse, no worse than five in the East next year.
3: And I, I think the point that you made a little earlier about just the confidence of these younger guys to take those shots without hesitation, you can include Rui in that conversation, even though he's going to be certainly a major piece of the, of the team. But when you have guys like John and Brad, and certainly Davis is not shy to take his opportunities, but if you, if you develop that confidence in Jerome, in Mo, those guys with John and Brad on the floor, if they're playing with one or both of them at any time, they're going to have so much room. And, and they're going to have chances to – just take wide open shots. And if they have that mentality, I'm so interested to see how they can continue to develop as their game develops individually. If that confidence comes along with them, I think you're right. I think we could see a really, really built out deep team next year um, without having to make a ton of additions. And uh, I just think it's so interesting.
0: And, And I think that the biggest change truthfully is, you know, everyone talks so much about offense the change has to come defensively because we're going to score. I mean, we're seeing it right now. Without our our leading scorers, we're still getting more than 100 points per game. So scoring is not going to be a problem. Um, It's can we get the stops? Can we improve defensively? And, And I think if you make those steps, like, you know, people keep on comparing Rui to Kawhi Leonard. And I'll be honest with you, that's the closest comp that I can come up with. Just because of their sneaky athletic, the size of their hands, they don't don't blow by you, but they can outsmart you. Rui is going to put on even more muscle mass. Um, But if you think back to Kawhi Leonard in San Antonio, he wasn't the first option. He wasn't the second option. He wasn't the third option. I mean, they had Duncan, Ginobili, Parker, then him, and he could focus on defense. And so I'd love to see that where you see guys like Gruy start focusing on defense, learning things, being able to anticipate. If we can, if everyone can play better individual defense, it's going to turn into better team defense. And that's going to make a huge difference. Um, you know, I want to see someone be that dog, be out there, get in that face and, and disrupt things. And if you do that, yeah, I think, I think this team this year came in knowing there were no expectations for them. So anything that we got was gravy. And I'll be honest with you guys, it's been a ton of fun. I mean, the runs that we made this year when we didn't have Brad and we go out and we beat Miami, like, are you kidding? Like Garrison Matthews goes off, Jan Mahimi goes off. It was exciting. Next year, I think there's going to be a little bit more of a swagger to this team just because John comes back. I think he's going to bring that to this group. And so you've got that swagger. You've got that confidence. Now go out and lock somebody down, shut them down defensively, and and just torch them offensively. That's, that's where I think we can make the biggest improvement.
1: Justin, let's close talking a little bit about some of the matchups still to come this week. I think a bit of a harsh reality for the Wizards looking back is that the three games so far are probably – three of the more winnable ones they'll face in this seeding game period, not necessarily knowing what Boston-Milwaukee may look like towards the back end. But some tough matchups this week. It's Philadelphia on Wednesday and then New Orleans on Friday. The bright side on, on that front is that all this opportunity we've talked about for the young guys, they're going to get a chance to do it against some of the league's best and some really mm-hmm. interesting rotations for, for both of those teams, Philadelphia specifically. What about these two matchups coming up for the rest of this week? stands out to you as something you'll be watching?
0: Um, you know, we talked about it yesterday on the post-game show, but uh, Thomas Bryant against Joel Embiid. Um, look, Joel Embiid put up a huge game in his first game. It was like 41-20 and I don't know, three or four blocks. Um, to me, it's it's just go out be competitive. I, I think for some reason we can match up with Philadelphia okay. I know everyone talks about their size and this and that. Philadelphia – to me individually is not a bad of a matchup as is new Orleans. And the reason why I say that is because I look at new Orleans, who's going to match up with Zion. Not sure. Who's going to match up with Brandon Ingram. Bonga, Um, you know, and, and Bonga's had a history of foul trouble. So, so those are the, the new Orleans game is the one where I'm going to go like, okay, I want to see, I want to see how we can do this. How do we play team defense against those guys? Um, Philadelphia, there's just something about that team. Everyone is so high on them. I'm not one of them. Um, I haven't been one of them. I know now with with Ben Simmons playing the four, it's a different look. I need to see what that look like, what that actual look is in, in person. Um, because I, I have not been sold on Philadelphia uh, for a long time. Um, so, so that, to me, is, is a chance for this team. Like we said yesterday, look, you've got nothing to lose. Go out there. See if you can draw some quick early fouls on MB. You know, see what you can do there. Hit some shots. You're in it. You surprise them. It's, it's fun. Um, and that's what I want this team to do. I want them to play loose, have fun, and realize that every chance they get to play right now is an opportunity that we weren't sure they were going to get. And now you have it and take advantage of it. Um, so the Philly game, I, I, I don't mind the matchups. The New Orleans games, those two that I said, I think are going to be um, tough. And I think Zion is a tougher matchup. I, honestly, I wouldn't mind putting Admiral Schofield on, on Zion. Um, just somebody with, with some, some, some muscle to try to bang with him. You're not, you're not going to jump with him. But just just bang with him, put a body on him, try to tire him out that way. As I'm thinking right now, he's the one guy that I'm like, who on this team right now could do that? It might be him, at least for six spells. No
1: well, we'll wrap with that, Justin. Thanks so much for taking the time and providing some insight, both on the broadcast front and on the on court stuff. You guys, again, just continue to do awesome work down there. The broadcasts have been fun and seamless and informative despite all the challenges that you. Uh, let us in on but keep up the great work and we'll check in again soon
0: thanks guys appreciate you having me